I've seen them too. Have? Sooner or later, she'll see them. Then everything will be different. the 100th episode of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club! They said we couldn't do it. They said we couldn't do it. I said we couldn't do it. I almost didn't do it, but we're here. (laughs) We're here. We made it. 100 episodes. That is crazy. I can't even count that high. I can't even count to 100. And that doesn't count in the beginning when I had a very, very bad laptop and Audacity would crash. And so every episode is actually like five episodes that I would record. So oh, dang, this is really? more like our like 130th episode, but <laughs> the ones that you guys have heard. <laughs> 100. That sucks. That would suck. <laughs> Nothing sucks more than having your computer crash and having to record everything. <laughs> that, that 2012 MacBook, it did its damnedest, but it was stuffed with vet notes and it was tired. <laughs> I have since put it to rest. And now I have a, a, a gaming PC. I use it mostly for Hogwarts Legacy, but sometimes for the pod. And I'm just so proud. Can I say that? I'm just really proud of us. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm proud of you too, Kate. Well, you also, you you came on this pod. I kind of was like, hey, Ariana, you want to like... <laughs> Hop in or else I'm flushing it down the toilet. And you're like, I'm in. And I was like, no, <laughs> this is Kate's 100th episode. This is my 20th episode. So I still need 80 more episodes to go. You got to catch up. We got to keep going. There's more <laughs> movies. Don't worry. They're making horror movies every day. Yeah. Every I'm day. S- we did a poll for this one. That was the I can't believe you've done 100 episodes and not covered the blank movie. And everyone wrote in and. We took so many suggestions and we ended up having a poll that included Jaws, the others, and the Amityville Horror, which I was really excited to watch, but I really wanted to watch the others and Jaws as well. I I wanted to watch all, I was like down, down like a clown, Charlie Brown. All of those sound good. Yeah. Seriously though, how have we not covered Jaws? Like, (laughs) I know. Side eye at myself. That's crazy. Well, I know why we didn't cover um, the others. I learned it as I was trying to cover the others. Ariana, you want to explain how fucking difficult it was to get this movie? (laughs) So on our Patreon page, um, someone posted, have you guys found this movie? Because (laughs) I have not been able to find it. And then our good friend, Michael Myers, writes on there, hey, guys, check out this YouTube video. And it's literally (laughs) the only place that this movie exists on the Internet, probably, in a way that won't get you a virus, but it does come with Arabic subtitles. So if you're an old lady like me and you need English subtitles, you're screwed. You just have to turn that yeah. shit up real loud. Yeah, I, I had that shit cranked till 11. And Same. like they're whispering the whole movie. Yeah, it's a very quiet, very dark ambiance. And so you're like, what did she say? <laughs> it's me the whole time. I'm like, fuck, I don't read Arabic. I know. I I, I, I looked on Amazon. I looked on Netflix, who all the usual suspects. I made a voodoo account, oh, which I'm you? now getting emails for. Yep, oh, no. it's not there. That was a lie. The internet lied. So thank you, Michael Myers, because I don't know what we would have done. And thank you, Jessica. Yeah, he was like, guys, check this shit out. And we we're like, oh, yeah. thank God. I literally just oh, went to Patreon you. and clicked on it because I was like, I know it doesn't exist. 
That's what I did too. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> another reason to join uh, Patreon, you guys. Become a club officer. Club officers are our Patreon supporters, and we love them, and they love us, and they're part of our inner circle, and they give it. They tell us where to watch the movies, or if you're Jessica, try to warn us <laughs> in advance that maybe we should pick a different movie. <laughs> She's like, guys, this movie doesn't exist. I was like, oh shit. Are we going to have to do another fucking poll? <laughs> I know. Jessica, I swear to I'm with you. I swear to Because she was like, I looked for this like three or four months ago and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, I know I've seen this within the last five years. I know that I have. Yeah. Was it just on TV? Like at a hotel somewhere? Maybe. I could see this being acceptable to be playing on television. I think it's only PG-13, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is definitely acceptable for like... A yeah. television audience. Yeah. Except for mm-hmm. one scene, which is terrifying, which we'll get to. One perfect scene. I, I wonder if we're talking about it. Yeah, we are. We're definitely talking about the we're same scene. We're talking about the scene. You guys the know. Scene. If you've seen it, you know. But before we move forward, I'm already bragging about our club officers, our Patreon supporters. We have another one. <gasps> Yay. And we love her. Her name is Haley. She's oh, nice. from Houston, Texas. Oh, damn. All right, Oh, damn. Girl. And we got a cowgirl. And she, I know her um, from Instagram because she and I will chat sometimes on Instagram about the different postings. So I was so excited to see you, Haley, in the inner circle. So thank you so much. She's our new club secretary. So oh, nice. glad to have you here for the big one zero zero. Yes. I hope she got to vote on these. I bet she did, right? I hope she, she joined did. in time. <laughs> did you vote on these? I did because I am a Patreon as well. I think I voted for actually I did a vote for the, I did vote for this one. Not in the one where we had a, a poll that was like 10 movies and it was like trying yeah. to narrow it down. In that one, I voted for Jaws and The Omen because I quote The Omen on the reg and I love The you Omen. You do quote The Omen a lot. And I quote Jaws constantly because I, my... we were quoting Jaws like a week ago. <laughs> That's because of your eyeballs. No, it's not. My, well, my eyeballs, but also Will's eyeballs. I always tell Will, I'm like, you've got doll's eyes. You have doll's <laughs> eyes. Ariana has those shark eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> like a doll's eyes. Yeah. So, so we're, we're going to have to cover Jaws eventually. I didn't vote. I, this might be like presumptuous. I thought that Jaws was going to. Oh, I thought when? Jaws was going to obliterate the other two. I was like, all right, I might as well just watch Jaws now because it obliterated it the first poll. It but did. then when we had to narrow it down, it definitely did not win. It lost by a lot, I think. A lot. Yeah. So like it, I was really shocked by that. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that we're going to have to do another another poll and give Jaws another chance. And I've also had a couple people write in and be like, hey, we need another second chance poll. And I agree. Ooh, OK, OK. Maybe we'll do that one next. I didn't vote on this movie. I mean, on this poll. I don't know why I didn't. Because I think because I thought Jaws would win, but also because I was happy <laughs> with any of it winning. Yeah, any of the three. When I, w- I was excited the others won. I had seen this movie before. Oh, you? did you? No, I had never seen it. <gasps> yeah. Oh, you had I was never a, seen The it. Others Virgin, which was great because, as you guys know, this movie has a twist at the end. It's a twisty, turny movie. So... <laughs> Without further ado, spoiler warning, this is the part of the show where I warn everyone, we're going to spoil this movie. It's 22 years old, and you couldn't find it if you tried, unless you find it on our Patreon page. 22 years old. I can't believe 2001 was 22 years ago. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. 
We're Damn. basic. You're 30. <laughs> we're, we're 30. <laughs> I still think about the 2000s as being like what today is. I know. <laughs> I'm like the 90s was 10 years ago. I bought no. a bottle of wine today during my lunch break. Casual. I was having a great day um, at work. <laughs> I literally took my lunch break. I'm like, I'm going to Publix. I'm getting a bottle of wine for later. <laughs> That's so awesome, Kate. I, I love that. And the um, I did self-checkout. So someone had to come and like look at my ID. And I was like, it's, it's down there on the bottom. And she looks, she goes, okay, 1998, you're good. And I'm like, no, it, mm. I'm 90, I'm 93, <laughs> but I hate that 98 was acceptable. <laughs> I know. What is acceptable now? Like 2005? Like that's crazy. Something like that. That's gross. <laughs> that is insane to me. But yeah, I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, how is time moving this quickly? Like everyone like around it. us is so old, except for us. We're not old. Except for us. We never <laughs> age. We're beautiful forever. You know, Nicole Kidman, because this movie stars the beautiful, the perfect Nicole Kidman. Love her so much. Nicole. Yes. Um, in 2001, Ariana, she did another movie. Do you know what movie that was? Oh, I bet um, you could guess. Moulin Rouge. Yes, bitch. <laughs> Our we love Moulin Rouge, me and Kate. We watched it when we were in um, New Orleans. New Orleans. We love, we love Moulin Rouge so much. <laughs> but yeah, it's just very different movies. I don't know if you guys have seen Moulin Rouge. It's like a jukebox musical with like every color in the rainbow in it. Oh, um, and this is not that. <laughs> but she plays both parts very, very well. Of course she does. Yeah. Of course. She, and she looks fucking gorgeous. She looks yeah. so... And I know, like, like her acting, like, I don't even need to say it. It's Nicole Kidman. She's fantastic. But she Perfect. looks like a doll person. Porcelain doll. Oh, my God. The way she, like, walks and, like, floats in both movies, to be honest. Jesus. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not even going to say in her prime because she's always in her prime. She just has like multiple <laughs> primes. <laughs> she's perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> we love her. We love her so much. Do you know who produced this movie? It's relevant. Who produced it? Yeah. No. Our favorite Tom Cruise. While he was married to Nicole Kidman, he was Are a producer. Joking? No. Ew. They list him as number one producer in this movie oh. in 2001. And they got divorced in 2001. Which was right at the end of their marriage. He was the producer of her movie. What did he even have? Okay, producer. First of all, producer means he gave money to it. Different things. (laughs) (laughs) He donated some money. (laughs) He he donated some dollars for the production. There are producers who are like, you know, like we talked about doing things. Yeah, like doing a lot. Like Terrifier 2 is a great example of that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This one, not so much. And I can say that confidently. One, not just not just because I hate Tom Cruise, although I do hate Tom Cruise. Um. He's just got a punchable face. He's just got such a punchable face. Also, he's too short for her. I'm sorry. We love short kings on this podcast. We love short kings. Nicole Kidman's a tall drink of water, and they just don't match. She's 5'11". I thought she would be taller. I thought she was going to be 5'11". She's taller than me. How tall are you? 5'10". Oh, I imagine you're seven feet tall. I round up. I'm technically 5'9 and a half. Oh. (laughs) Do you know how tall I am? 5'1". Yes. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's right well keith urban is 510 okay they're the same height barely no they always say 510 he's probably 58 well they look really happy together the internet adds like two inches to the males and takes like two inches off of the female they've been to first of all yes they've been together since 2006 yeah nicole urban I don't get it. Um, this is a this is a relationship that I fully ship, but I don't understand, and that's okay because they're private people. I think it's his highlights. It's the highlights that really 
Keith Urban's like mullet highlights and like three piercings next to like Nicole Kidman being a statue Australian come to life. bombshell. Yeah. yeah. I think there is an appeal of American guys and the American vibe to international women. I will say that. I thought he was Australian. Oh, is he? <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, it says Australian American. What the what the fuck do we know? Australian American. What does that mean? I this is giving does he have oh, an Australian he bo- accent. Born in New Zealand. Oh fuck. Born in New Zealand. Oh fuck. Who's born in New Zealand? Guess where Nicole Kidman was born. New Zealand. Hawaii. Really? He's born in America. So sh- he's Australian American. And she's American Australian. Australian, yeah, ah. exactly. <laughs> no wonder they have so much in common. They complement each course. other. It all makes sense now. <laughs> well, I'm. I was just. I was thrilled to watch another movie that has Nicole Kidman in it. And as as everyone knows, Ariana, I know that you know all the reviews for the movie, and I'm not supposed to know the reviews for the movie. But this movie came out in 2001, and I watched it a long time ago. So I know that people really liked this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was a a good uh, spoiler movie at the end. We love a good spoil. We love a good uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, a Shyamalan. Um, yeah, yeah. What's the word <laughs> I'm trying to think of? Gate twist. Twist. We love a twisty <laughs> ending. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm on a lot of Dayquil right now. I'm still sick. <laughs> yeah, both of us are a little bit ill, but we're here <laughs> for it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, we love a twisty ending. I knew there was always something weird about this movie because whenever people started to talk about it, they'd like stop talking about it. I think to like mysterious. save the spoiler. So I knew something weird was up with it. And I mm-hmm. sensed a twisty ending even at the beginning. So good. Yes. Yeah, so I knew something was up. I didn't know you had seen it before, though. I had seen that my mom showed me this movie. Um, I know normally it's my dad showing me the horror movies, but this is a different type of horror movie than it my is. dad would ever watch. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because my dad's like Killer Clowns, American okay. Werewolf. My mom's like Sense and Sensibility, Pride oh, and Prejudice. Yeah, it is like a the period tutors. piece. If you love a period piece, she horror my, movie. Gina loves a period piece, and she loves quality acting and yep. quality direction. Yeah, and this movie has all of that in spades. Yeah. So I watched this young. Oh, yeah. Well, that's exciting. I feel like it's an okay movie to watch when you're younger. I don't think that there's a lot of very scary parts in it. I think it's a more yeah, of a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know that they got a lot of, I don't, accol- I'm not going to say accolades for vibe, but like. Yeah. But we know what you mean. <laughs> tone. <laughs> yeah. What did people say before the word vibe? I don't know. <laughs> did it even vibe. exist? Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I do. I, I know that we know that it did well. Um, I, I want to talk a bit about um, how well it did. Did you do you know a little bit about all the awards that this movie has? Oh, wow. No, I had no idea it was that well liked by critics. Tremendously so. So this oh. movie, um, it's set in 1945 England, correct? Uh, yes, it's technically in Jersey, which is one of the islands <gasps> on the English Channel. Jersey. They're Jersey Shore. <laughs> okay, well, it's not in Spain, um, and that's important because the, the this is a Spanish film technically because the director and the entire crew oh. were all Spanish. Okay, so, yeah, and whenever it released, it released in North America and in Spain. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, and actually, whenever it released, so the budget. Let's play the game. Oh God, uh, seventeen million dollars. Okay, and this is going to be international. This is going to include. Spain, North in North America, and you know the other people. Wow, I can imagine it was a pretty high return on investment because we had Nicole Kidman. Yeah, 
and it released in multiple countries and was probably a big deal in those other countries too. And it seems like it's well-liked generally, especially for the 2001 crowd. Yeah. So I'm going to go with $150 million. On a budget of 17, they made $210 million. Holy fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> People like this movie. Nicole Kidman got that money and left Tom Cruise. She was like, deuces. She's like, I don't need you. Yeah. You creep me out. <laughs> That's how I imagine. That's how she talks in my head. <laughs> yeah. I don't need this, Tom. I got a country music singer with highlights. The fucking highlights. Fucking highlights. But it, it like, obviously it made a lot of money, but, you know, so did a lot of garbage movies. So, like, how did this do critically? So I'll tell you the all the awards. Okay. It got a lot of them. Yeah. So the Goyas are like the, they're like the Spanish Oscars, essentially. Oh, it's like okay. their premier film award. This won eight of those. Oh, damn. <laughs> eight Goyas. And also, this was the first English language film to ever receive the best film Goya. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And not and, and also, not a word of Spanish is spoken in the entire movie. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, not a, not a word of Spanish. And it's an entirely Spanish movie. Wow. It won six Saturn Awards. Best Director, Best Writing, Best, best Baby Actor for the Sad little, little Boy. Oh, the little boy was so fucking cute. He was so cute. I liked him. Oh I, I knew you'd like the daughter, though. The daughter was a savage. She was kind of annoying, but I did like her. Oh, <laughs> see, I liked the daughter a lot. Yeah. And I could have done without the little boy just because. I thought the little boy was so fucking cute. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Well, so did the Saturn Awards. Um, uh, Kidman got nominated for a Golden Globe. Kidman and the director got nominated for a BAFTA. And this part I don't love. Oh, God. Maybe there's a remake in the works. I saw that. I don't know if it's like a serious commitment yet i mean so far we have it was sentient entertainment which i don't know who they are but that's a that's a frightening production company name they bought the rights to it which were probably like a dollar because you can't fucking find this movie anywhere and then Mm. maybe they're just trying to wipe it off the face of the planet so that no one compares it i was wondering if they were involved in that maybe 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 this is all like a big so, because th- if you think about it, and we haven't spoiled it quite yet, but it's it's a twisty, turny movie. It's suspense. It's thriller. So you don't really need. It's like, right? Why would you remake that? <laughs> like, right. You really can't <laughs> remake that in a can't. way that people are going to enjoy the same way. No. So I'm I'm proposing a conspiracy um, that involves sentient entertain- entertainment and Universal Pictures, who has joined forces for this remake. Oh shoot. Mm-hmm, because they're talking about making this. Yeah. Once Universal Pictures signs on, you're like, fuck. And they're going to do it set in present day. And I'm like, ew, no. Um, and this hmm. seems like the exact kind of movie that would not lend itself well to a remake. So, yeah, my conspiracy theory is that these production companies are trying to wipe the others off the face of the earth. <laughs> wow. To make their own. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that's the case. How are they going to do this in real t- like? modern day that's just not gonna work i feel like half the appeal is like the spooky gothic you know vibe i just don't understand all ambiance yeah Mm. if you guys haven't seen this movie it is set in a humongous estate this giant mansion on this humongous estate centuries and centuries old in england and it's set right after the or during and or right after the events of world war one no i think it's two is it two okay yeah One of those wars. (laughs) One of the world wars. (laughs) One of the wars. 
Um, and it's set in this mansion mostly that doesn't have electricity, doesn't have anything. It's just like this dark, old, ancient, gothic castle estate. So, like, how is that going to work in present day? It's not, unfortunately. <laughs> <we> okay. <laughs> It's not. It's not. Unless there's another twist ending. See, this is the thing. It's like you need to add another layer to it because the people who have seen this movie, especially if they name it the same thing, like if they're like advertising it as the other's remake. People know what that is. You know what that is. Yeah. And the people who don't know what that is don't want to know what that is because they would have watched this movie already. If they could have, which they can't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can as long as you are okay with Arabic subtitles. <laughs> I and here's the thing: I have this movie on DVD. Oh, do you not have a DVD player anymore? Fucking, of course I don't. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I guess I'll have to buy this again. <laughs> but they won't let me. So here we go. Yeah, yeah. Give us our movies. This movie, I like. We had talked about how it had done very well. So in Spain at the time, this was the highest grossing Spanish film of all time. Wow, fuck. Well, I believe it. Now that I know the return on investment, that's Yeah, 210. Crazy. Jesus Christ. Damn. Um in the US, it's it still did very very well. Um but it was it, it when whenever during like the box office opening weekend, it was fourth behind three very excellent films. Um American Pie 2. Oh, good. Rush Hour 2. <laughs> Great. And The Princess Diaries. Oh, my, well, yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> These sequels beat out Princess Diaries. Let's be real. Honestly, I watched Princess Diaries literally yesterday before I watched the other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. It's crazy to me, though. I will say the one thing that is a little surprising is that not to say this movie isn't like, you know, it definitely has a lot of hype behind it. I'm surprised Nicole Kidman would do a movie like this. It just seems like she was at her almost like her very much... 2000s peak she's doing like moulin rouge and Mm -hmm. she's gonna do like this spanish sort of horror movie like i don't know it just seems kind of weird but they made a fuck ton of money off of it so who am i to judge strike while the iron's hot mama i mean she was doing everything like she was in like every single movie i feel like from like 1980 no 1998 to like 2000 and now yeah yeah I don't know, but she definitely sells this movie and they definitely focus on her a lot um, in the marketing. Like she's on the poster for it. Like, I think they knew what they were doing. They're like, we need at least one big star. Otherwise, the Americans won't give a fuck. And we, we're here for it. We're like Nicole Kidman. And they're like, all right. Yeah, say less. <laughs> well, enough about Nicole Kidman. I need to talk a little bit about the director, Alejandro Aminabar. I'm probably saying his last name wrong and I apologize. That sounds good. Sure. Alejandro, he was the director, um, also the writer, and also the composer. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah. The score in this movie, I know critically people really, really liked. Oh, yeah. It doesn't come to mind. I don't really know what what's the score like. I can't think of a Very a dramatic. It's not. There's no songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, wait. I do remember this. I remember having a thought about it. And I remember being like, this score is very 2000s, very over the top drama you know it's hard to explain but if if you know you know if you know you know if you know you coles yeah for those of you if i have said that a billion times and you're like what the fuck is she saying coles the department store (laughs) very briefly had a tagline that they would say like and it was when you know you coles and it still pisses me off and i say it all the time (laughs) so if you ever hear me say when you know you coles that's what i'm talking about that's great because i had no idea but that's awesome (laughs) 
They're like, Kate's just saying one of her things. It's like when you quote the omen, I'm like, okay. All right. You need to watch the omen though, for real. I do need to watch that. Well, I almost did. I thought it was going to win. It did not. Yep. Looking at you, second chance poll. <laughs> anyway, this guy, Alejandro. So he's this extremely acclaimed Spanish Chilean film director slash screenwriter slash composer. That's pretty cool. So he's directed seven films. He wrote or co-wrote all of them. And he did the composition, the musical score for pretty much all of them. Which wow. Is That's really cool. Talent. That's crazy talent. And it, and and you can find some behind the scenes uh, footage of making the others of like him providing direction into Cole Kidman and to all of the actors, including the child actors. And you can tell he's like he knows what he wants. He's good at directing children, which I really like. Oh, OK. Um, I don't know. This guy has a vision and I really like him. And so does everyone else, because this 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 boy has eight Goyas. Oh wow! Okay, Eight. I don't know if he was that. I mean, he just looked like a kid that was upset. Like, I, I mean, oh, no, I thought no, he was him. no the, the director. The director. <laughs> I thought you meant the little boy. I was like, no, what? no, no. Who cares about him? Okay, okay, yes. No, I understand that. That makes total sense. That makes a lot more sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. He also because I I wanted to look this up because there are a lot of Christian themes in this yep. movie, like a lot of them, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Is this guy Christian? Is he not Christian? I'm trying to figure it out. He's Spanish and Chilean, but... So what do you think? <laughs> I mean, by your question, I'm assuming he's not. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, he was raised Catholic, obviously, and then yeah. became agnostic and then became atheist, as is the natural progression. Okay. I mean, to be fair, this movie doesn't shine a great light on Christianity. I think it uses it very effectively, I think it uses it, but it's not using it in a way that promotes Christianity. No, I would yeah. agree. <laughs> and he's gay. The director is gay. Yes. Gay representation <laughs> in horror. We love to see it. And Nicole Kidman is dreadfully straight. This could have been on our uh, our uh, gay pride poll. Gay pride poll. I, there is one of his movies that I do want to see. It's called The Sea Inside. And it's about a real life story of this quadriplegic guy and it's all about like it addresses like euthanasia and like abortion and like the right to dignified life. Wow. It came out in 2004 and it won an it, it came out in Spain and it won an Academy Award for best foreign language film. Holy fuck. That's crazy. And 14 oh Goyas. <laughs> this wow. guy, he's probably got like a room of just awards, trophies. He's, yeah. He's good at tackling the the hard hitting questions about yeah. religion and it's it's yeah i believe i it. like this guy this guy mm-hmm. has focus the direction in this movie is very focused and i do appreciate that mm-hmm. well do you have anything else to add or should we just dive right in i know these people want to know about the twist <laughs> everyone's here for the twist here um, for i it. wanted to say that this episode was recommended by our bff witchy vibes of mine aka sarah <gasps> aka the person who designs and sells our merch but yes! also by mir jamoa i hope i'm saying that correctly that's your instagram we appreciate you. We had multiple people recommend this movie recently. So we're here for it because this movie is um, very interesting and we're here to talk about it. Um, do you have a movie genre for this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Mommy horror. Yeah, I have mama drama horror. <laughs> mama drama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is mommy horror for sure in multiple ways. <laughs> yep. 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 I also have fog horror. Fog. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Jersey horror? LOL, JK. No, that's a terrible one. (laughs) (laughs) That's too scary. It takes place in Jersey. (laughs) 
I like really. I like all of these. Mommy, mommy, mom, mama drama, fog horror. <laughs> if that doesn't paint a picture, I don't know what does. If you guys have seen Crimson Peak, this is a very similar movie. Have you seen Crimson Peak? I haven't, but I know I know about it. Yeah, it has a uh, Loki in it. <laughs> yeah, I know he's so hot, and I have all of the music on like my um, fall study playlist. Yes, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it's beautiful music, but the movie is very like a vibe, and it's spooky, and it's like Halloween, and it's like fall, and there's a twist at the end, but it's not like overtly horrifying. Not like a true horror I heard movie. That's what I heard. Yeah. And so I kind of was like, mm, I kind of enjoyed the vibe and I don't know that I need to see it. I think it's, I think the twist is fun. Okay. Maybe I will see it. I, it's not like a don't see it. It's boring. It's just like not a scary movie. It's like a vibe movie you watch in fall. The Invitation that you made me watch. <laughs> Have you guys seen guys. The Invitation? Do you guys know about this movie? <laughs> I made Kate watch it. I was like, what did I, what did I text you when I was walking out? I was like. That felt like a fan fiction of Twilight. That's what you said. You're like, this feels like a Twilight fanfic and you're going to watch it. And I was like, okay. And it was garbage and it was perfect. And I highly recommend it. I love that Kate felt the exact same way about it as I did. I love that. Love and anger. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, this is so stupid. I cannot get enough of it. This is great. Oh, it's yeah. It's And if you guys love it, I get it. There's parts that are interesting, but it's. Not what I was expecting. So, will we be covering the invitation on our podcast? No, no, we will not. not. <laughs> no, we won't. But you should watch it. It's fun. Anyway, fog yeah. and mama and drama. Yeah, yeah. Shall we? Shall we do it? Let's do Let's it. Let's shall. Here we are. The year is 1945. The weather is misty and gray, fog heavy, heavy fog on the moors. <laughs> We're in the aftermath of World War II, and oh God. Nicole Kidman, a.k.a. Grace Stewards, wakes up from a nightmare. <gasps> she lives in Jersey like me, <laughs> LOL JK. <laughs> a little bit of a different one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's in Jersey, which is one of the islands on the English Channel, which was recently occupied by the Germans. And Boo. she lives with her... <laughs> Boo Germans. Boo Germans. Um, so she lives with her two elementary aged kids named Anne and Nicholas, which I think is weird because that's my brother and his wife's name. Anyway. <gasps> oh my Anne God, it is. Ew. <laughs> weird. Weird. And these kids, as they explain it, are, quote, photosensitive, which means they will burst into flames if they're exposed to sunlight. But maybe not. Maybe they just get blisters and die. That's all they say to explain it. Don't ask any questions. They're photosensitive. Don't worry about it. She explains it as dramatically as she possibly can, which I appreciate. Also, I'm just like, what is this? Like, is, is photosensitivity a real disease? Like, to the point where you can die? I don't know. I need to look this up. We're going to have to look it up because uh, there there is some history to that that has to do with a little bit of um, vampire lore. Yeah, I was going to say, this is just trying to make, you know, just a little hint of vampire in it. We're good. Are the kids vampires? Maybe. Stay tuned for the vampire science mini. So coming soon. Okay. You know, I'm here for that. I know you're here for that. No, (laughs) I'm fucking here for that. Okay. All right. So one day we have three servants show up at the house and they're asking for work and Grace hires them. One is an older lady named Bertha Mills who becomes the housekeeper. An older man named Edmund Tuttle becomes the gardener. And a mute teenage-ish girl named Lydia who helps out around the house. Yeah. Whatever. 
It's explained to Grace that Mrs. Mills is familiar with the house and she used to work in the house many years before. But that's all we know about it. For some reason, Grace never asks anything more about that. She don't give a shit. She's like, great. She care. Do you know where the toilet brushes are? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Grace? Exactly. Nicole Kidman is Grace. So she is a poised, very rich woman living on this estate. Yeah. She's always in these like gorgeous, fitted, tailored Victorian trendy. Out- oh, she looks amazing. Yeah. Her hair is always perfectly quaffed. It's Quaffed. incredible. <laughs> and she is a bit of a bitch, if I'm going to be honest. She's a haughty bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, haughty in multiple ways. That's right. <laughs> that is right. She's a hottie with and a haughty, haughty body. Yeah. This. This fucking lady, she shows the servants the house by like bringing them room to room. But then she makes it very clear that all of the doors have to be closed before you enter a new room because light must be contained because her kids' lives are at risk. And basically the entire movie is in a dark house with candlelit, you know, everywhere. So it's it's a vibe. That's what creates a vibe. Don't worry about it. Don't worry worry about it. It's atmospheric. I will say. Yes. um, I think it was. Uh. Ebert, I think it was Ebert who, in his criticism in 2001, because again, I'm sorry, Ariana, I normally don't read reviews, but I read these reviews a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This was a long time ago. And mostly critically, I know that people really were were digging it, but he did say um, that as much as he likes Alejandro's direction and he really appreciates it, he does sometimes um, like sacrifice like... He kind of, I, th- I think, I think what he says was he can confuse ambiance for substance, which I think is a fair criticism. Okay. So you're saying he relies too hard on his ambiance. Yes. This is, this is okay. a slow movie. I will say. Very slow mm-hmm. burn. Very slow. Very difficult to watch for the third time. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want to bring you down, Kate. I think that if I had watched this before and then I rewatched it, I would have been like, snooze fast because it is fucking slow it's slow <laughs> and i know what's gonna happen but i did watch it with emma so that added a little bit of something oh, and cool. she had not seen it i bet she liked it because it's not she like super like it. scary and it's kind of fun it's not super scary but emma hates a slow burn she has no patience for it ah got it got it yeah she probably fucking hated this shit then the changeling about ended her yeah <laughs> but she yeah, but she did yeah. like this movie she did the first time I watched this, I didn't get the slow burn vibe. Like I was very much like on the edge of really? my seat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I still got the slow burn vibe, even though it was my first time to the point where, and I am not this kind of person. I literally paused it like every half hour to go do something else and come back wow. because I was actually a little bit bored in the middle of it. I'm sorry to say. I wanted to do that, but I couldn't. <laughs> you know, I like a vibe and you know, I like trying to use clues to predict the ending but it wasn't enough for me in the middle of it but anyway we we're are. getting ahead of ourselves i think it could have been a shorter movie but we're getting ahead of ourselves oh 100 that's one of my major points too i'm like this could have been like a cute ghost short story would have been, would've would've been, been wonderful we would have loved it so grace is always making her kids do creepy shit like read the bible <laughs> verses in the dark and and Grace's daughter begins to claim she's seeing a group of people in the house and she describes the people very casually. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, spooky kids telling you spooky shit. But she says, oh, I see a man, a woman, an elderly woman and a child mm-hmm. named Victor. And she tells Grace that these people claim that the house is theirs. And Grace is like, doesn't believe her at first, but then she starts hearing footsteps and voices and she's searching the house 
And during her search, she finds a 19th century photo album containing photos of people who she thinks are sleeping. But when Grace asks Miss Mills about it, Miss Mills explains that it's a book of the dead and that, quote, the sleeping people are actually corpses. And Miss Mills states that many people had left or died due to an outbreak of TB. Um, did you recognize that book from any horrible museums that we had gone to? I was going to say, I've yeah. seen this shit before. Wait, is it the same exact book, though? It's not the same book because those are actors. <laughs> I guess you're right. We saw the real one. It was awful. So I talked about this with Emma who um, on our last on the true crime episode because I was like, I've seen some shit now. I feel like I'm a little bit hardened. Um, so go listen to our true crime episode about the Idaho Four if you want to hear me talk a little bit about the Museum of Death in New Orleans. But the long and short of it is I do not recommend it. Don't go. It, that That's all you got to know. Don't go. Yep. It's, hor- it's horrible. Horrible. Same. Um, but there was a lot of there was a whole section that talked about these like the, how people would do this, how they would take photo, They would pose their dead. And they're so young. It's like, holy crap, like everyone just like got sick and died. So it's like a lot of children and babies that we saw like dressed in their nicest posed. They would have like little kids holding hands, like their little corpses holding hands. And then they would take photos of them and keep them in a book with the thought being that like a part of their soul lives on. Hate that. Yeah. Hate it. No, thank you. And now I've got (laughs) it burned into my fucking brain. I'm like, "Mm, didn't need to see that. People used to do this. I don't know why. I don't know why. Somehow society changed complete 180. And now we're like, fuck that. Absolutely not. Fuck that. It's fucking creepy. But I've never seen an open casket funeral. That's crazy to me. I mean, you're not missing much. They don't really look like what they look like IRL. So (laughs) I just don't want to. Unfortunately, no one that I know has done that. So that's fair. It's not like it really... It doesn't look like what they look like. So, well, neither do these photos, right? Like, yeah, like you can tell, like their faces are just like way too relaxed. It's just not, I mean, it kind of looks like they're sleeping, but not really. Looks like they're dead to me. (laughs) Yeah. Museum of Death was cool and they had cool stuff like that, but it wasn't um, super what we were expecting. I think it was a lot more like almost like creepy to the point of, kind of hating yourself for yeah. paying to look at it. Like, I don't know if that's how you felt about it, Kate, but I was just like... That's very much how I felt about it. Yeah, it was like there was people there that were by themselves, like middle-aged men by themselves. It's like creepy vibes. They, like, In long coats. Like naked women, like photos of like naked women brutally murdered, Sharon Tate murder photos. I talked about Sharon Tate in the Idaho 4 episode. Yeah, it felt like I was in the dark web. Zero out of 10. Yep. <laughs> No. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, it had potential, but... To get to the bathroom, I had to watch a bunch of videos. I had to wait in line to go to the bathroom, and in line to go to the bathroom, there is a television that is just playing, like, a slideshow of people who have killed themselves in horrific ways. And I'm like, I just gotta take a shit, dude. Like, I don't want to see this. (laughs) It was terrible. Anyway. Oh, it was terrible. No, yeah, I agree. And of course, it's like in a theater and there's just like four middle-aged men and Ariana sitting and watching it. Yeah, you sat there. I was like, go away, leave. Anyway, guys, don't go to the Museum of Death. But we we have in real life seen these death portraits and they were a real thing. And I don't like them and I don't recommend them and I will not be participating in them. I'll take my death portrait now, like while I look really good. (laughs) Why not, Kate? Let's do it. I'm like posing, I'm voguing, but I'm like, my eyes are closed. (laughs) You're like, no, I was really dead. No, I, I really was. <laughs> it's like, is she wearing sequins? 
<laughs> you bet your ass. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I just can't believe this was a thing. But anyway, Grace finds this um book and she's like, oh, that's creepy. And it's just like a creepy moment, but it obviously comes back later. So that night, Grace hears a piano playing by itself, and then she's convinced that the house is haunted. So she runs out of the house and plans to go into town to find a priest to bless the house. And on her way out the door, she finds Mr. Tuttle raking leaves outside, and she instructs him to check the grounds for graves of a family buried there and to look for specifically a grave of a little boy named Victor. Um, and as she's running away frantically, Miss Mills joins Mr. Tuttle and it's revealed that they're actually piling up leaves around the gravestones to hide them from Grace. Dun, dun. And Miss Tuttle's, yeah, Miss Tuttle's or Miss Mills says that Grace will soon learn the reasons behind everything that's happening. So they know something. They know something they're not letting yeah. on. So we find out that they're kind of in on things and you're like, oh, yeah, no kidding. And she taught and, and I will say like. <laughs> Bertha Mills, who is like the um, like the governess or nanny or whatever. She's the head of the three servants who show up. She is very much on like the side of the children. Like she cannot upset Nicole Kidman because Nicole Kidman is very easily upset. <laughs> yes, she's. Yeah, she's got a temper. She's got a temper. And um, like the, the little girl is like, I see dead people. <laughs> she's like, exactly. I'm, I'm, there are people around. And she's like, sh Nicole Kidman is like, shut up. No, you don't. You're lying. Go read your rosaries or whatever the whole time. And then, but at least Bertha is like, listen, I believe you. I'm not going to tell your mom I believe you because she's not ready, but I believe well, you. Well, she says, I've seen them too, I think. She says she's seen them. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So she agrees with the little girl and she's on the little girl's side. Yeah, I agree with you. I guess the vibe is like she's the governess and she's. Trying to advocate for the children yeah. the whole movie. Um, so Grace is now running through the thick fog surrounding the house on her way to find this priest. And she runs into her husband, <gasps> Charles. Who has been missing. He's been missing for more than a year after going to war. Presumed dead. And he's been presumed dead. And he just like walks up with his little war duffel. And it's like a, a very nice um reunion because at this point grace is like i'm fucking going crazy i have to take care of these like photosensitive children and like my house is haunted and she's like very relieved for her husband to be back just because she missed him and also because she's like there's too much for me to handle right now so yeah it's like a very nice reunion and then they head to the house and you can tell something's off with charles like he's not super um emotional like he's very dead inside and he just is very cold and distant it felt to me like shock from the war. Yeah. And I think they play it off that way where you're yeah. like, oh, he's, you know, he has PTSD or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, or whatever. Yeah. He's like in bed, like, mo like won't move. And like the kids are like, where's dad? And she's like, give him a minute. <laughs> he just got back from war. Yeah, exactly. But it's they have like a very strained conversation and it's it's really hard to watch. But you're like, well, at least she has some backup now. Um so she's like a little bit happier and she's dressing Anne for her communion because Anne is like elementary school age and she's about to do her first communion. And she's like, what, what, what ghost? I don't know what you're talking about. My husband's <laughs> like, here. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. So she's dressing Anne for her communion and she's wearing her white communion dress. I don't know if you guys know this, but Christians have this really creepy thing that happens when you're in second grade where you dress like you're getting married, but you're a child yeah, and you receive first communion and you have a veil. <laughs> did you have to do that yeah i did 
You I wore a, a veil of, and everything? Oh, yeah, I wore a veil. I want to see My this. veil was, it was actually really cool. It came to a point on my forehead and it had like beads that like hung in my face. I want to see all of this. There is a large picture. I got professional photos done. <gasps> there was a large picture of me, probably like two feet by three feet in my Jesus. parents' house. That's of a me portrait. Gazing at a bouquet of white flowers. Are you for real right now? Being innocent. I will send you a picture next time. I want to see that because I'll like, I don't believe it if I'm being honest. <laughs> I just remember being like, thinking my veil was so like, um, what's the word? Like, awesome. I was such a rebel for wearing like beads in my eyes because all the girls had like actual veils that like look like, like marriage lace. veils. Mm -hmm. And mine was just like very like trendy. And Jules That's was like cool. always trying to get me to do things a little bit different. So she was like, hell yeah, get that veil. And I was like, yeah, I love that. So cool. Yeah. See, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I was raised Episcopalian, which as I've described before is like Catholic light. Um, and so <laughs> I wore I wore a dress, which was different than the overalls that I normally wore to church. Um, and I got baptized with my, we didn't do like a really a big first communion. Like that's not like that big of a deal for us. Um, but oh, really? getting baptized, no, not really. I had to go for like, I had to do confirmation and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, whenever we got baptized, it was like all three of us in like matching little white dresses. And they were just like, took a shell of water and we're like, doop, doop, doop. How old were you when you got baptized? First grade. Oh, interesting. Okay. That makes more sense than getting baptized the moment you exist like they do well, in Catholicism. Well, I want, I know why now after listening to this, watching this movie, because they talk a lot about, mm -hmm. she uses a lot of Christian scare tactics on the kids. And yes. one of them is like kids that like die Go before like, they're baptized before they yeah well she she says she doesn't say that because she's kind of not a good mom she's a bit of a scary mom and she's like naughty naughty children that die um are go to like child purgatory and yeah. later Anne, who's her daughter who's been studying the bible as she's been instructed is like not nah ah -uh. That's only if you're not baptized, which I have been, which is yep. why all Catholic people are like, as soon as they're like out of the birth canal, like dunking them. That's super true, though. And I do remember learning that in school as well. Like in the idea. School? Oh, yeah. I went to Catholic school, bro. We had an entire know, class still. dedicated to doing this shit. But yeah, we learned that, you know, children that aren't baptized go to limbo. And that's, that's why up. they said that they'll have like priests and people, you know, in areas where you know, that are war torn or whatever. And children are dying. They just like walk around and baptize dying children. Do they really think that children that died before they were baptized or of a different religion that they just don't go to heaven? Yes. That's so fucked up. 100% Kate. That's not even the most fucked up thing they believe. Like, oh, trust me. I, <laughs> I know how fucked up the Catholics are. Nick was raised Catholic. <laughs> Jesus it gets Christ. so much worse. <laughs> it gets way worse. It does it's not so, get better. Yeah. I just can't. I cannot imagine teaching that to a child, but no, I can. Bro, like in when it was happening to me, I remember being like, this is a little weird, but it's fine. But then like in my adult life, it comes back to me in snippets. And I'm like, this is crazy that this was my life at one point, And I was so OK with it. Like the other day I was eating a banana and I had this flashback to a movie that we watched when I was in seventh grade that was literally just like this priest telling you every single way, every single evident like piece of evidence for God. And what he was saying was because a banana is like shaped in a way where it's easy for your hand to hold, that's evidence for God. And I remember thinking that while I was eating banana and being like, that's what about fucking crazy. all of the other foods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or what about, what about evolution? What about the fact that this shit is your 
co-evolving with a banana because you're a fucking monkey. I'm dying. You know what that makes me think of? And this is not related at all, but it makes me, I want to like <laughs> dunk on your Catholic priest. It just makes me think of that scene from Superbad where he's like, he, he was drawing dicks all the time. And so his priest was like, you're possessed by a dick demon and so you can't have any foods shaped like dicks oh my god i forgot about that part (laughs) it's my favorite part and he's like you know what foods are shaped like dicks the best kinds the best kinds yes (laughs) and then i just like that your catholic priest took it it's the same fucking thing yeah no (laughs) i'm like are they forbidden are they good i don't know What is it? Man, I need to rewatch that movie. It's fucking great. We watched it in Salem. I know. I need to rewatch it again. I agree. (laughs) Well, when are you going to learn the intro dance with me? No one will do it with me. I want to be Michael Sarah. No, I I want to be Jonah Hill. I need to be Jonah Hill. No, we'll have to. We'll have to like draw from a hat or something to see who gets to be. No, I want to be Jonah Hill. You're going to be Michael Sarah. No, but now I want to be Jonah Hill. What and Michael Sarah? (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, quick tangent. If we're in Superbad, who's Jonah Hill and who's um, Michael Sarah? Oh, that's a good one. We'll have to think about. It. I think I think you definitely have Michael Sarah vibes because you're like nicer than me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're totally Jonah Hill. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm a I'm a toxic masculine energy like <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> I definitely would like sing for those cokeheads. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> These eyes. I'm crying. You would. 100%. I would. And I know all the words. Anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about Superbad. Ariana, stop talking Aren't about Superbad. Aren't we though? <laughs> Aren't we? It's a horror <laughs> movie. Horribly great. This is why our episodes are like fucking three hours long. I days. don't care. I'll talk about Superbad <laughs> when I want to talk about Superbad. All right. All right. So anyway, back to 1945 England. Back to Grace dressing Anne for her communion. So Anne... <laughs> Is wearing a basically like a little kid wedding dress um, and she has a veil and Anne loves it obviously as little kids do like they look in the mirror and they're like oh I'm a bride so she wants to like play in her dress for longer than yeah exactly so Grace leaves she's like okay just don't sit on the ground and because she doesn't want to get it dirty or whatever so Anne is playing in her wedding dress (laughs) wedding dress and (laughs) when Grace returns she finds an old woman with white wide eyes sitting on the floor in Anne's communion dress with the veil over her face and she comes in and grace screams what have you done with my daughter and the old woman replies i am your daughter and she says it in Anne's little girl voice which is like laughing and great yeah i have chills right now it's good shit i have seen this movie many times that scene is really really scary and effective it is it is I agree. I thought it was, um, I mean, it's in the trailer. That's the bummer of it all. It's like, don't watch trailers. I have to watch trailers. No, Ariana, you need to stop watching trailers. I need to get in the mood. It's like the appetizer. Club members don't watch a single trailer. (laughs) Nick and I do this. We will like, we'll be like, this movie looks good. And we'll pull the trailer up and we'll watch exactly 10 seconds of it. And we're like, pause. We'll watch Done. It. Done. <laughs> the second that we're like into it, we stop. I I like watching trailers because I like, for example, I I like things for the sake of like looking at the background and like noticing things that I didn't notice before. So I appreciate watching spooky scenes more than more than once. Oh like, well, yeah. But this scene isn't effective if you've seen it before, and unfortunately, no. it's in the trailer. So don't watch the trailer. That's such but, a bummer. It's cool, I guess. That wasn't the scene I was talking about. Is that the scene <gasps> you were talking about, Kate? Yeah, that scene scared me for a oh, while. Oh, okay, okay. 
it's like an old lady about. with white eyes in her cotillion dress, like rocking back and forth and cotillion. playing the marionette. Whatever it's wait, it's not cotillion. What's the other one? Communion. Communion. Yeah. I, guys, yeah. I, I took communion. <laughs> I served communion, but like it's all just white dresses to me. Yeah. Yeah. So Grace is a little freaked out. So she attacks the old woman and pushes her to the ground. And then she realizes that the old woman is merely an illusion and Grace has accidentally attacked Anne. And so Oops. Anne runs off and tells her little brother. And at this point, she's like fully Anne, like in her appearance. And mm-hmm. she runs off and tells her little brother that their mom had gone mad and attacked her the same way she did, quote, that day. But Nicholas doesn't know what Anne is talking about. So we have a little bit of foreshadowing for you. <laughs> dun, dun. So Charles tells Grace. Um, Charles that is he, like the husband that Charles in the, the mist. husband. Yeah, he's still there at this point. He tells Grace that he has to leave to go back to the war front. And Grace claims that the war is over. And they fall asleep in bed together. But when Grace wakes up, Charles is just fucking gone. So he just like leaves in the middle of the night, which sucks. Ooh, that's a that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So that morning, the children wake up to find that their room is completely lit by sunlight because someone had <laughs> taken down all the curtains in the house. Which is a very big deal. They've been like yeah. all this entire movie. It's like every single time a door is opened, it is shut and locked with like a skeleton Literally key. locked. Locked. Yeah. She's like locking them in their in these rooms because she wants to keep them away from rooms that have the curtains open. So yeah, she, at one point, like a door is like left ajar that she swears she locked, and she like screams at yeah. these servants, and she's like, yeah. "I don't know who did it, but these are my children's lives." And that was just like a door left unlocked. Right. Now there's no curtains. (laughs) Now there's no curtains in their room and they wake up and she runs in there and they're screaming and she throws like a blanket over them. And Grace runs around the house and she's accusing the servants of taking down the curtains. And then, well, they're being really chill about it, banishes them from the house. So there's like this huge scene where she's really, really upset because there's no curtains anywhere. Like they're, they're not even just open. Like someone took them all down. They are gone. They're completely gone. And she basically like covers the kids in a blanket and throws them in a room without windows and then locks them in and then runs around the house yelling. And (laughs) and then she tells the servants to get the fuck out. She takes the keys um, from them and it's all dramatic. Well, they're being like they're being very, very blase about this. Like she is upset. She's like, where the fuck are the curtains for my children that are going to spontaneously combust if they touch light? (laughs) And yeah. they're like, hmm, maybe they're cured. I had an aunt once who had like rheumatoid arthritis and one day it was just <laughs> gone. And she's like, I don't have time for your psycho nonsense. I need you to go away. Yeah. Yeah. She's also very angry. Why? So this is this was my thought. And I know that she has to be like a very like pensive, like gorgeous waif of a woman. But if I had <laughs> children that spontaneously combusted, I would like have little child sacks that I would... <laughs> like little canvas sacks that I would just like oh, potato fit them sacks. in. Yeah, because it's like a whole hullabaloo to move them from one, one room to another. She has to like unlock and then lock and then close the curtains and lock that one and then move them. And then and I'm like, no, just throw a sack on them. Yeah. I'd yeah. be like, get in your sack, kids. <laughs> Put your sacks on. It's time for bed. Put your sacks on. <laughs> or, I don't know, live in a house without windows. I feel like that exists. I feel like you can, when you're that rich, build a house without windows. 
Um, that house is definitely like 400 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a different house is my... Yeah, with all the money you make from doing, from being a, like, what, war wife? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where all these people get their money, Kate? Who knows? We don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. Get more money, step one. <laughs> step one, be rich. <laughs> yeah. So she's accusing the servants of doing this, so she banishes them, and then that night the children sneak outside the house and <gasps> they discover the gravestones that had been previously covered. And they find that the names on the gravestones are the names of the servants. So they turn dun, around dun. and they realize the servants are actually dead slash ghosts. And they see them walking them. towards them in the foggy dark of night. Dun. Across the moors. So we, the audience now know that these fuckers have been dead the whole time. Okay. They dead. They're dead <laughs> ghost servants. Yes. So meanwhile, while this is happening, Grace is perusing the book of corpses for some reason. And perusing. she finds a photograph of the three servants, presumably dead in this book of corpses. Super dead. And she presumes they've died during the TB outbreak. And the children run upstairs. And TB is tuberculosis. Yes. <laughs> So the children are scared. They're running back in the house. So now everyone knows that the servants are ghosts. The children run upstairs and we hear them be discovered by the old woman, the elderly it's woman scary. who they've seen in the house. Yeah, you hear. Well, she's drawn. She's like, hey, mommy, these are the people I see and how many times I've seen them. And she draws oh, yeah. a mommy and a daddy and a little boy named Victor. And she's like, I've seen Victor a lot, but not as much as this woman. The and woman that she draws is like this crazy lady with no eyeballs and witch. like crazy hair. And they call her a witch. But at this point in time, she's discovered by this witch lady. And so you just hear her be discovered and they start screaming and Grace is downstairs and Miss Mills tells Grace to go upstairs and talk to the others, quote unquote, the others. Mm -hmm. So this was the scene I was talking about, Kate. I assumed this was the scene you were talking about, but maybe not. It was the scariest scene? Yeah. Well, not scariest. This was my favorite scene. This was the best scene. The best scene. None of this movie is scary, but yeah. Um, I agree. The, the little cotillion, no, not cotillion, communion dress thing really did scare me. Really? Maybe because I, I was like, I don't know. I was eight probably. But also like that, like nothing freaky had happened. And then suddenly there's like an old woman rocking back and forth in like a little girl's dress. Uh-uh. I wanted more of that. I needed more of that. I felt like it was slow up to that point. I did. I did need more of that. But I do. I do like the scene that happens whenever um, the servants are because She's locked. Um, Nicole Kidman has locked the servants out of the house. And also Annie Oakley over here always has a rifle with her, like yeah. at a moment's notice. Yeah. Like at a moment's she's like Em and I were dying at how quickly <laughs> she just like grabbed a rifle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, problem, rifle. I'm like, like, got get it. Get out of my house. Yeah. Get out of my house. Stop playing the piano. It's loud. That's one way to do it. But she kicks the servant she locks the servants out, but the servants aren't like like they're not bothered. They just like kind of calmly walk up and they're like talking to her through the glass door and they're like, Hey, you need to go upstairs now. Yeah. Like you need to talk to the others. Go talk to the others. Yeah. Your kids are already with them. It's mm -hmm. super cool. They already have your kids. Exactly. So this is the part that I love. This is the great scene of the movie. So Grace walks into the room to find the quote old woman of the others and 
what she's actually seeing is a medium in a seance with Victor's parents. So we have a round table in the middle of the room and on the round table is a candle, single candle. And we have the old woman that we saw that was the girl in the communion dress. Um, and she's talking. And she's blind. She's like, she's blind. And that's why her eyes are like white, white. Um, so she's blind. She's like drawing on a piece of paper. My favorite. Yeah. And there's like a, a trope that I cannot get enough of. <laughs> I think it's called automatic writing. It's like an actual thing that they do in seances. It is. It is. I've done it before. Oh, really? It's, yeah. My therapist um, a long time ago. I don't know if she was the best therapist, but she's like, yeah, just like scribble. Oh, God. And I like would just like scribble my thoughts. And then I would Were look they down all and penises like, or I'm it kidding. was like a lot of penises. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I want you to look at what you're doing. <laughs> you look back, you're like, oh my God. And then I wasn't allowed to eat bananas for so long. <laughs> oh, so cool. So cool. So I'm so sorry. I'm ruining the best scene, which is oh, the same. That's okay. Scene. So there's an old woman. She's she's talking to the children while drawing on a piece of paper. And we have a middle-aged man working with her reading what she writes. So if you've mm -hmm. seen the changeling in the, the changeling, but also insidious. Um, insidious. Yeah. It's similar to that vibe. Yeah. Th these are all very similar scenes. Yes. We have an old woman and she's like in, you know, her medium state and middle-aged man next to her reading what she writes. So there's also another couple at the table who are Victor's parents. And it's like a, um, a woman who is Catelyn Stark from yep, Game of Catelyn Thrones. Stark's just casually there. <laughs> yep. And then it, a guy. For the Game of Thrones fans, Catelyn Stark. Yep. And, and some guy um, with a mustache, her husband. And some mustached, mustachioed man. Mm -hmm. And the old woman's talking to the children. She asks children, what happened in this room? And Anne whispers in her ear and says, something about a pillow. And the old woman asks, is that how your mother killed you? With a <gasps> pillow? And the children start screaming. We're not dead. We're not dead. And she didn't kill us. Yeah. And the old woman is writing down their screams and the man is reading out loud. We're not dead. We're not dead. And Grace is watching this scene and like in horror and crying. And then finally Grace loses her cool and runs over to the table and starts rattling it up and down. Yeah. And grabs the old woman's paper and rips it up. And the camera shows what the seance people are seeing. And it shows like the tattle, the table, like rattling on its own and the paper being lifted into the air and torn up. So it's like, it's cool because it kind of explains like, it's a great reveal. The other side of the seance. Yeah. It's a really cool. strong reveal. So um, did did you see that coming that they were the ghosts? Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Kate, I have a whole section where I put all my quotes from when I was watching this movie and it proves to you that I knew they were all ghosts the whole time. Damn anyway, it. Anyway, but I like the way they revealed it. I was expecting this, but I like the way they revealed it. So I'm not mad about it at all. Great scene, one hundred percent. It's a very so, it's it's a big reveal. Basically, you find out that Grace found out that her husband died in the war and went mad just like she went mad she yeah. absolutely went bananas and she smothered her children in their sleep i don't know if the girl was in her sleep because i feel like the girl's very aware of i mean she said the pillow mm. so the girl okay, probably smothered was, her children yeah yeah that's so, awful and then she killed herself with the rifle she shot herself in the head. Yes. With the rifle that she's like carrying everywhere, which <laughs> I thought, I honestly thought that was like good, like ghostly folklore, but, like that she's like very attached to this weapon. I agree. 
I don't know. I thought it all made sense. I thought it all made sense. It's cool. I like it a lot. So now we know everyone is a ghost. All of the servants, Grace, the kids, they're all ghosts. So following this display of spiritual activity, Victor and his family decide to leave the house. And yeah, they're the ones who are trying to buy this. They bought this house and yeah. they're being haunted. And they decide to like fucking leave this haunted house. So they're driving away. Yeah. Catelyn Stark is like, no, we're done. <laughs> we're yeah, done. Exactly. Victor, because she's like, Victor is having nightmares. And the dad's like, Victor's fine. And she's like, Victor <laughs> is seeing a little girl that died. Literally. Yeah. There are multiple people that are haunting us at this point. And they're like, fuck it. So they leave. And the ray of sunshine in the story, which is pun intended, the kids are finally able to play in the sun because they're already dead. So fuck it. So yeah, that's kind of what Miss Mills was going for when she opened all the curtains. She's like trying to help her understand yeah. that she was dead. So I like, I like how she does it. I like that Miss Mills, who's like the governess is like trying to be very gentle with grace because Miss Mills knows because Miss Mills yeah. knows she's dead. Yeah. And she knows Grace is dead, but Grace doesn't know she's dead. And she's not. It's almost like someone who has like Alzheimer's almost. It's like you can't just like try to like Tell yank them. them and no, you, you can't have to show them. Yeah. Y yeah. Well, and, and not not a great re not a great example, because honestly, if it's Alzheimer's, just let them live in the world that they're in. Um, well, maybe it is a great example, actually, for this movie. Because con continue and say what happens next. Right. So Miss Mills tells Grace that others will come and that she will have to learn to coexist with them. But Grace ominously states that the house is theirs. And as she says this, we see a for sale sign mounted on the gate of the house. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I liked that ending a lot. I did as well. I liked it because obviously it leaves it open. Because you're like, what's going to happen next? Is what's this going to keep happening? I think it's going to keep happening. Grace will take any opportunity to deny what happened because it's so hard for her grave. to. Yeah, because yeah. she loves her children. And she's like, even throughout the movie, she's like, I would never hurt my children. I wouldn't. And like, she's trying to protect them. And she just snapped and killed them. And then, and this is where I like how they use Christianity as like a plot point. And it's like a way for her to kind of like something that she's holding on to, which is she, throughout the movie, she's like making sure that the children are studying their Bible. She's very, very religious. They have to read their, ro do their rosaries, blah, 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 blah. And when she's explaining, when she's kind of coming to and kind of realizing, remembering what happened, she's like, I don't remember it. I don't remember doing it. I just remember you guys were still and I was holding the pillow. And then she like shot herself in the forehead with the rifle and then she heard her children laughing and they were playing with the pillows and she saw it. Her mind said, God is giving me a second chance. Mm -hmm. And so she latched onto that and was like, in any time, and you can see it if on rewatch, because this is me rewatching it. I can see where she is active. Like she is registering information that she know that makes sense with what she knows happens. And she just rejects it. Like yep. you can watch her reject it. Like when she goes and she brings her husband from the fog and she's like, we're good. Yep. What ghost? Daddy's home. We're a happy little family. And it's so sad. And then the end where it's like, she will not, she will not be at rest. She will not be at peace. She cannot come to terms with what she's done. And so she just denies it forever. Yeah. And there's like a lot of quotes from this movie um, that will 
trigger your suspicion of what's going on. And even she says some of them where you're like, maybe she subconsciously knows and little girl says things where you're like, maybe she subconsciously knows. But yeah, I think the movie at the end of the day is about denial. Um, mm-hmm. And she just does not want to live in this reality where she murdered her children. But one thing what I thought of while you were talking, she keeps referencing migraines she gets. Do you think that's because she <gasps> shot herself in the head? Oh my God, I didn't put that together. Me neither. I just thought about that. That's crazy, but maybe. Oh. And you notice that um, the owner of the house, Victor, Victor's dad, he's a pianist and the piano keeps playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember, I mean, obviously that's uh, in her mind, she thinks that's evidence for ghosts, right? Because Yeah. <laughs> but really it's evidence of living people there. But yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool to see the opposite side of things. And that's mm-hmm. what makes this movie not scary at all is the fact that you basically get a haunting from the ghost's perspective and it makes you have empathy for the ghosts. And yeah. at the end of the day, you're not scared at all. You're like, oh, that's sad. Okay. You, oh, that's sad. That's a bummer. That's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, exactly. I like, I like that. I like what they did with the ending because they very much could have done the cheesy go to the light kind of shit. And they don't. Oh God. Can you imagine? Oh, that'd be terrible. I would have been so pissed. And they don't. She's like, I hear you. And I, and I, here's the thing. I bet she's experienced that whole realization before. Cause that's what ghosts do, right? Is they're like locked in these patterns. Right. I was going to say, I bet she forgets like the second mm-hmm. she learns everything and then they're kind of back where they started. You can watch her like purposely forgetting it. Yeah crazy also i wonder if her photosensitivity thing is like sort of made up and the bottom line is like she doesn't want them to go to the light maybe it's her (gasps) subconscious being like no light for you you're right (laughs) honestly i think you i think that you're onto something because the little girl Anne says that when she's describing the quote-unquote witch who we now know is a medium she says that the medium is trying to get her to go to the light and she's very like goofy about it because she's a little girl and she doesn't understand I think I think that you just caught on to something that I did not catch. No, I think it's I think that's definitely it. But I also am like, I wish there was I like how much they explain things. And I like that it's like somewhat predictable because they like set you up with these lines where you're like, hmm, maybe. But I wish more was explained. Like I wish I wish the photosensitivity was like more like spell it out for me. Like, do you want it to be like a like somehow related to her putting her kids through shit unnecessarily as a mother. Like, do you want this to be like a Munchausen by proxy situation? Do you want this to be like more like go towards the light? And if so, why do they not go towards the light when they open the, you know what I mean? Like I wanted more out of that storyline, I think. And to me, it felt like it was just there almost for the vibe which is still okay, but I needed more from that. <laughs> All right. I was like, um, I forgive it because it's for the vibe. So yeah, exactly. I guess. But now before we get into like exactly how we feel about everything, I'm going to do a segment called quotes from my watching of the movie that prove, I guess the ending. Damn it. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, what is it? I'm just going to fire them off. Ready? Fire them off. I'm ready. <laughs> the kids are ghosts and that's why they can't have fun. <laughs> this bitch is a ghost. <laughs> The children's limbo. This lady's crazy. These kids are already in hell. (gasps) Okay, so we know the old people are ghosts, too. We definitely know this. (laughs) Okay, so we know this guy's dead, too. What the fuck? I need answers. Is she about to have sex with a ghost? They're all dead. (laughs) Bitch, it don't matter. You all dead anyway. (laughs) I was like... 
Kate's not going to believe I fucking guessed this shit, but of that's course, literally I, me, right? <laughs> I absolutely believe you guessed it. I was worried you would. So <laughs> me, the way it was intended, you're not supposed to get it, Ariana. You're not supposed to get it. <laughs> the problem is that when you know a movie is good and you know that a lot of people like yes, a movie yes, and yes, it's yes, a yes, very yes. slow burn, you're like, this ending's going to be fucking bomb. And you know it's going to be a fucking twisty ending. And it's such a slow burn that you have so much time to think about. Okay, why are why are mm-hmm. people still talking about this movie from 22 years ago? Exactly. Yeah, I was I was lucky. I got to watch this. Like, I think we rented it from like Hollywood movie or something. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember my mom picked it and I watched it and I did not know what was hitting me. And I thought I figured out the twist, which I you know, like, you know, and I think that this is how it's intended. It was, I was like, oh, I'm so smart. I figured it out. The servants are all ghosts. Right. Exactly. I'm so smart. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. But. No. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's the point. It's like it's it's like, oh, here's your twist. Just kidding. Here's a bigger twist. And it's yeah, like, oh, it fuck, like lulled, okay. it lulled me into like this false sense of security where I felt like I knew everything that was going on. Yeah. And then then there was a seance scene. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> right, right. The problem for me was that I guessed the servants were ghosts like from the second thing that was said because literally it was like they show up at the door from nowhere, first of all. And then mm-hmm. The Miss Mills is like, oh, we used to work here. And then like Nicole Kidman says to the guy, she's like, oh, I guess you're the gardener. He goes, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm the gardener. Like he says it like he forgot Mm -hmm. or that he wasn't the gardener. and He was just going to play a role. And I was like, oh, this bitch is a ghost. Like, obviously, he didn't even know he's a fucking gardener. Like and at that point, I was like, "Okay, all these people are, you know, ghosts. But then there was a lot in the movie that didn't add up with just that storyline. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, there's another twist. And I bet it's that everyone's fucking dead. Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. Ah, the other thing I wanted from this movie was the girl who was mute. I wanted that to be relevant. It was relevant. I wanted there to be like a very strong reason why she's mute more than just she doesn't talk because she knows she's dead. I'm like, okay. She's traumatized. Okay, sure. And then I wanted there to be like, little clues into how the dead people died and how that plays into their immortality. And by that, I mean, like, if all these people died from TB, I want to see a scene where they're, like, coughing up blood or something. Ew. So then you're like, oh, they are still having, like, you know, I don't know. I just, I like when movies give you hints about how people died when they're ghosts. That's what I wanted. I get that. But at the same time, I think the whole point is that these ghosts live in their own reality. If they're if it's their own reality, then why is this girl not talking? Like, I don't know. It's just like I want I wanted more from what the small amounts that they gave me. I think you're describing that like so. And I feel like I don't have to say spoiler warning, but I will. Spoiler warning for the sixth sense from 1999. <laughs> yes. Now is your chance to pause if you need to go watch the sixth sense from 1999. But Emma, when she watched it, she's like, this has this is very similar to The Sixth Sense, which came first. Um, But in The Sixth Sense, the ghosts are, as you described, where they're like locked into this moment in time. And like this, like so they have like scars from their injuries or like, yeah, like, you know how they died and it plagues them versus that's not what Grace is doing. Grace is willfully ignoring the truth and kind of trying to brainwash her children into this fake reality so that she doesn't have to face what she did. But I, I get that side of things. What I'm saying from the servants side of things, mm-hmm. I wanted there to be them to cough up blood. 
I don't know. I wanted there to be something that like, I like the migraine thing where it's like, okay, she shot herself in the head. Like for me, if that was like more explicitly said, then I love that. Like, I want it to be like, I see them whenever I see the servants and they do explain this. Bertha says like, we're all each other has because they're from a, they're a very different class than um, Grace's and her children are obviously. And so they, and when they died, they all died together and from tuberculosis and they were all posed together. So you get the sense that these were very, very close people. They're not family, but they're basically their own version of family. And so they're very much tied to that house. Like that is for all intents and purposes, their house. So I can see them having uh, as ghosts, having a tie to the house and wanting to take care of the headmistress of the house and help her. Cause they're, that's what they do is they help. No, I agree 100%. But, and they also lived there. I mean, it was their home. Yeah. Like they weren't, you know, leaving, you know, that's how it used to work is that you lived in the house where you were the governess. So they lived there. So I get that. What I'm saying is I wanted there to be evidence of how they died playing into things. Even if it's the smallest little thing, even if it's like, her line about migraines. Like, I like that. I wanted it to happen with the other characters, though. Some clues. Yeah. Well, not even, like, clues, because I didn't want any more evidence. To yeah, you, <laughs> to you, I was me. like, you got it already. But I just wanted it to be, like, something super vague so that when I know the truth and how they died, I'm like, oh, that's why they have this blank thing that happens in the middle of the movie. I don't know. It's a I don't tough know. one. That's tough to do with TB. What you're going to do, like, cough up blood into I know. Well, they could. I guess they could have picked anything else. But I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted it to be... I wanted more from this movie. I think that's what I'm saying is like, I like that there was a twist ending. It was a very slow burn to get up to that point. Do I think this movie could have been an hour shorter? Probably. Yes. Do I think this could have been a fun short story? 100%. I think that would have been more effective. I just, I felt like the slow burn wasn't worth the twist ending I was given because it was almost pretty predictable. Yeah. And I wanted there to be more of a twist if it was going to mm -hmm. make me wait two hours for it. I don't know. I hear you. I, I told, I totally hear you. I think this is an older movie and I yeah. was very lucky to get to watch it completely naive. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, this is going to be tough then because we're going to have to score it. <laughs> Rate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you guess critics and audience scores? I, I hate to tell you that I already know a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I watched this movie a long time. Sure. I got very into this movie. So I know that I know that critically this is a fresh tomato. I know that it's like over 80. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. Okay. And I think audience is probably similar. Okay. You're not going to tell me. Oh, I thought you're still going to guess. Oh, no, that's <laughs> my guess. All right, fine. Um, your guess I'll, is over 80 for both. I'm going to say 80s for both. Yeah, that's about right. So critics was 84 and audience was 77. 77. Mm-hmm. Boo. I think people see this movie and they're expecting like... A scary movie. More scary. Yeah, more scarce than there were. Like the one scene with the old lady as a little girl, I'm like, you could have had like five scenes like that and I would have loved this movie a lot more. Yeah, I agree. That just wasn't the vibe they were going for. It's a different ambiance. It's, it's well, a different it's, energy. It's hard. I feel like this type of movie is very niche in that you have to find an audience member that like spooky vibes but is also okay with a movie that doesn't scare you because the people my mom who, <laughs> yeah like you like this like foggy gothic vibe but you're okay with the fact that it's not scary at all 
And it's hard to find people like that, I think, to the point where a lot of audience members are either like, this is stupid, it's not scary, or yeah. they don't see it because they think it's going to be scary and they don't like scary movies. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I hear you. It's all in the marketing. It really is. And I'm glad they had Nicole Kidman because I feel like she boosted <laughs> oh, for boosted sure. this movie a lot. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, knowing that it got like low 80s, high 70s, what on a scale of one to 10? Are you, Ariana, going to give this movie? <laughs> okay. I mean, I really like this movie because I like twists at the end, mm -hmm. but I thought the twist was too predictable and I thought there wasn't enough scary scenes and I thought this burn was too slow. Literally, I stopped this movie like four times as I was watching it to go mm. do other stuff because I was bored. And I'm never oh, no. like that. I'm yeah. never like that. I, I literally not. I sit and I look for every single little thing to give me, you know, to try to figure things out. So that being said, I like Nicole Kidman. I do personally enjoy movies with a spooky vibe, but I was hopeful that this was going to be scarier than it was. And I think I was let down in that regard, but I do think the actors were great. And I, I really liked how they showed you the ending. I like that there was like a soft twist and then a hard twist because mm -hmm. that even gets the people who are expecting a twist a little bit. So Unfortunately, I'm not going to rank it really high. And I really wanted it to be a really That's high okay. ranking since it's our 100th episode. And I wanted to That's really okay. like this movie. But and I was excited to watch it. I'm the one who I voted for it. Yeah, you did. I'm a Patreon. I fucking voted for it. And, you know, it did let me doubt a little bit. That being said, it's very fun. It's just not super scary. And that's why I was bummed. But yeah, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. OK. Curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. I think that I was lucky to have experienced this movie when I was young and I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And I didn't have any preconceived notions. So agree with everything you said, but the twists were more effective and the suspense was extremely effective the first time. I will say on repeat viewing, I was very, very bored. <laughs> I'm sure. I can't even imagine. Because I already knew what happened. Um, so I'm with all that being said. I'm going to give this seven out of 10 rifles because this bitch has ah. a rifle in every scene. <laughs> I totally thought you were going to pick rifles. I knew it. She always has a rifle. Literally, I was like, I bet she gets her rifle and then she's like whipping it out. And Em and I were dying. <laughs> she's just like stampeding through this estate with a rifle, but Ready with to perfectly coiffed hair. Yeah. I yeah. can't. She's she's beautiful. Nicole Kidman is a legend. Her acting is incredible. I think the ambiance is really good. I think that the music is good for what it was of the time. And I think it's a bit dated and that's okay. So yeah. is it rewatchable? In my opinion, no, not at no. all. But yeah. for that reason, you know. Yeah, I agree completely. I was watching this like at the end of it, I was like, I hope Kate hasn't seen this before because this movie will be hard to watch multiple times in a row. I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> yeah. I think the only way you'd find it fun is if you were watching it with someone who had never seen it and they were like me and they were like really wanting to guess it and they were just like throwing out scenarios. At one point, I convinced myself that the quote old lady and old man like that they were seeing were actually the little kids grown up and they were actually <laughs> seeing themselves like in I just created crazy wild scenarios see that's the thing we can't pull a sneaky on you Ariana because you've <laughs> seen it all you're like let me guess they're all aliens they're all lizard face the aliens others. yeah and she's like I knew it 
But I, I, w- I was worried you would get this one. I was worried you would guess it. But I would I hope that you would at least enjoy the gothic ambiance because I know yeah. you're here for some gothic ambiance. I did. Yeah, absolutely. So we both pretty much gave it like similar. We did. Yeah. I'm going to say I think it should definitely go in the lower half. And we obviously of our scoreboard. Yeah. All right, guys, we're moving on over nightlighthorrormovieclub.com backslash backslash <laughs> back <laughs> backsplash scoreboard. It's a backsplash, but it's also the backsplash of your kitchen. <laughs> backsplash scoreboard. <laughs> oh my God. Basic bitches over here. I know. We're just thinking about our backsplash. Um, I'm going to, I agree with you whenever you say you want it to be in the bottom half. I totally agree. I'm going to let you, um, be more specific. Yeah. I'm going to let you be specific. Okay. So let's see. We're going to go to 50s because we have 100, obviously. So we need to kind of figure out. I think you out. can keep going. We both said six or seven. I agree. I think we should go to the 70s. 70s. We're looking at, oh, even 70s. I feel like it's worse than the 70s. Keep 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 going. Keep going. I'm going to go. I think we're in the 80s if I'm being honest. I think honest. we're going to be in the 80s. I'm going to say 80s. This is above the nun. This is better than Children of the Corn. This is better than Cats. This is not better than 13 Ghosts. <laughs> I agree. I think we could put it between 13 Ghosts and Cats. That's pretty low. Um, and I did like this movie, but it has it has some writing issues that make it dated and predictable. Yeah. But I love it for what it is. I'm glad it won. I wanted to talk about it. I like Same. this movie. Yeah, I like this I'm glad movie. I finally saw it because I feel like there's a lot of um, hype about it. And I'm glad I finally sat down and watched it. So yeah, thank you, you for you guys <laughs> for um, making this win. Yes. Thank you guys for voting. And yeah. thank you for listening to us. I'm still like, what? 100th episode? This is incredible. Yeah, that is crazy. Go club. Go team. I love our club. Into club. We all fam. Love it. <laughs> you guys, we're celebrating forever because I'm so excited. So even though this is our 100th episode, I'm celebrating next time because I get to cover what I want to fucking cover next time because Ariana said I can. Yes, I totally forgot. Yes, because it, it's gotten second chance. It's gotten second place in like every single poll it's been in. And it's like at this point, it's just rude to me. So yeah, I Ariana, agree. <laughs> Ariana's like, girl, after the 100th episode, we are covering Pearl. Yeah. Fucking finally. <laughs> People have written in so many times asking us to watch this. I feel like it's rude to just keep putting it off. <laughs> it's just, I keep making different email accounts and writing in. I'm so glad that that's worked. <laughs> it's all Kate. <laughs> it's all me. I'm like Pearl? How about Pearl? Has anyone mentioned Pearl? <laughs> you guys okay. should cover Pearl. You guys should cover Pearl. Just a thought. So this is this was a nice slow burn. Pearl is not like that. Pearl is very yeah. different. So that's, that's our 100th episode part two, in my opinion, a.k.a. Yes. Not our 100th episode. 101 Pearls. <laughs> yes. 100 I'm episode part two. We have strong female energy. I don't know about Pearl, but I feel like that's what that is. Correct. You're, you're correct there. <laughs> <laughs> Mia Goth is a force and I'm very excited to talk about her. Very different. Nicole Kidman versus Mia Goth. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how our generation has kind of <laughs> gone to this point. Twisted it. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Mm, that's nice. But what about this? So I'm very like, okay. excited. I love Mia Goth. I love I love Pearl. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. I love Pearl, and I think Ariana's gonna like it too. Okay. All right. All right. I think you're gonna like it. That's my assertion, and I think you guys are gonna like it, club members. So go watch it. Um, it's a lot easier to find than this fucking movie. Um, 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for your support. Genuinely, we would not be where we are today without all of you. I wouldn't be here without Emma, who came and saved the day. And then Ariana, who saved the day and is still like leading the charge and making sure that I like um, show up to episodes on time. Because <laughs> I forget. I get confused. <laughs> So I'm just so grateful, Ariana. Thank you so much for being my person and my soulmate. And I love you. And here's to a hundred more. Yeah. Oh my God, Kate. I love you too. You're my favorite. (laughs) Oh my God. And I have that recorded because she never says that. So I'm just gonna. (laughs) She has problems. I have problems. (laughs) I have problems. You have problems. No, she has in me. (laughs) She has in me. She has problems. (laughs) She is all of us. And we all have problems. In Declare, we have problems. (laughs) Well, until Pearl, you guys, stick, keep make sure your curtains are up, make sure they're safe, and until Pearl, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.